Oh, yeah. It's another edition of the Three Point Play Podcast. Funky, it's you and me again with the Pacers correspondent joining here in a little bit. What's up? Just hold it down. Holding her down. Uh, do want to do a quick recap of the wild card weekend, super wild card weekend that is, and we'll kind of keep it on the same theme as what we've kind of done throughout the season. Funky, what was the biggest takeaway you had from super wild card weekend of all the games? Um, so I think we just have to understand that the Packers are going to be like a blue blood. Like, I mean, they're going to have a chance every year, like for no reason, it feels like. Like, their defense should not have done shit. And, like, they just plowed through. Like, I don't know. That was just insane to me. I mean, that's not even fair. Three. No. Obviously, he's got a lot left to prove and a lot more of his career to play. But, I mean, even early on this season, people weren't sure whether he was a guy or not. And then the last two months of the season, he's just like, all right, I'm just going to put this team on my back. My team, my defense stinks. We'll just uh, win regardless, you know. And aren't they like? Are they the youngest team, like in the league? I think either them and the them and the Lions. I've, I've heard or the yeah. uh, the two youngest. Yeah. In the league. yeah, yeah, but it's just like they're just like the franchise that like it's like the opposite of like I don't know the Chargers who are right. just always going to be shit and irrelevant. Like you just have to assume that the Packers are going to be somehow there at the end. Not they were talking about that. like <clears throat> like people pissed at Lafleur and like. Love's not the guy. The GM doesn't know what he's doing. Like, all these different things. And, like, here we are with a playoff win, like, out of nowhere. Right. Now, on the the flip side of that, Jerry fucking Jones hires that big, dumb dipshit back. Not hires him back. Didn't fire his ass. 12-5, and get boat raced by the Packers, he said, who played a perfect game. No one could have seen that coming. I think the – the Cowboys were 10-point favorites. It, w- it was a weekend of, like, giant-ass lines. If it wasn't, it was at least yeah. a touchdown. So no one no one saw that coming. And they, you know, made it respectable, I guess, in terms of the box score at the end. But it was never that close. No, it was over bring, in the first they quarter. they bring this bumbling idiot back and expect to do the same, run it back next year and just do the same shit, win 12 can games I, and just embarrassingly lost in the playoffs or what? Can I tell you Why? Why? Because I think Bill's going to be in Atlanta, and they knew that. So, like, do you want to be in the head get coaching search? Else. with? Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, the Cowboys yeah. should be able to have the pick of, you know, who they want. But I don't know. To me, it just centers around Bill because that's, you know, obviously the biggest story or whatever. But, um, no, I I don't know. I thought that was pretty wild. And now they're going to be puckered all next season, too. Like, they're not going to have, like, a, oh, yeah. a fresh restart or anything like that. They're going to roll Dak out. Like McCarthy calm place, like if the off chance, if they even so much as like waver within the first month of the season, it's going to be louder than it is right now, which is exactly what you want coming into another season. Sure. Just to have everyone walk around on eggshells, just never be really be confident in themselves and their job could be uh, gone at any moment. Yeah. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. Has all the rumblings of like a, two and six start and they fire him halfway through the season yeah yeah the other thing that kind of caught my eye um is a lot of these games fucking stunk (laughs) (laughs) the lions one was the only good one i mean that was the best game of the weekend obviously i mean just the atmosphere that was in detroit having their first playoff home game 
since in the history of Ford Field and then their first playoff win since what 91, 92. I mean, that was the best game by far. Everything else was pretty much a a snooze fest clunker. I mean, outside of the Packers just boat racing the Cowboys. I mean, there was the favorites didn't cover by any means, but at least, I mean, the Texans blew up the Browns. The Browns were favored by two, I think, at that game. I think we all, if I remember right, <clears throat> I think we all had the Browns, and I did not see the Texans coming. I, that was, that that just, was a shock for sure. Well, they waited until – you know what I didn't factor in, though, was the fact that the Browns were a different team on the road all year. Like, that was their M.O. was like they shit the bed all the time. Like, right. I don't know. That's But but still, though, yeah, I did not see the Texans coming that – they came hard, man. They did came hard. That – uh, the other uh, anything else I guess from the other clunker games that uh, caught your eye? Um, I mean, the Eagles doing exactly like they is who we <clears throat> knew they is. They, they we, just they completely are like they, they just threw in the towel immediately. Like there was zero fight in that game at all. That was kind of wild to watch, but. Um, Another one where I'm surprised that Sirianni's there. I mean, that's loud for his ass, too. And it sounds like he's going to be sticking around, which, <clears throat> I mean, he has every right to be, really. They went to the Super Bowl last year. He, they won, what, 10 or 11 games this first year. So he's had a good first three years. But you can't just start 10-1 and one and then just act like everyone just gave up for the last well, <clears throat> The problem is, is, like, just the the – how desperate they were you know it felt like there was just literally no hope and then like there was no flash of hope through the end of the season like there wasn't a game yeah. down the line that like there's nothing to build on at all it's just they're going to be kind of a shell I think I mean and, and honestly though I think that their 10 wins were fluky right I mean yeah when the start the start that they had yeah, it was 10 and one, but it was, uh, you know, they didn't really ever dominate. They got some lucky bounces, you know, the Dallas game where Dak stepped out of bounds and, you know, they should have came all the way back. I mean, they got lucky on a lot of those wins, which I mean, you have to have that throughout the NFL season to be, to get where you want to be, but they weren't as successful or as dominant as what they were made out to be. And that obviously showed. So I, I think all but two or I think there was three games in that 11 game run that they started the season with that were, um, not within one score. So, like, the yep. games that they were winning were by three and four points. It wasn't like they were – right. They looked stellar or anything. Essentially like the Vikings of last year where they had right. this record kind of built on a house of cards and it was obviously crumbled down and they're dead. So, um, Steelers – I've heard a lot – there's been a lot of chatter about the Steelers, I guess, on Pat's show with Tone on there and everything and just, like – they're always going to win nine games. They're never going to actually have a chance in the playoffs, and that's just kind of what they are. I don't really know what you do because it sounds like there was some debate about whether Tom was coming back, but it sounded like as of today he's expecting to come back. He's got one year left and he's going to get an extension. I don't really know what you do because I don't think Kenny's the guy. They're going to bring in some competition at QB, but and they're going to bring an out-of-house guy in the offensive coordinator, but it's just like – I. That division's too hard to be that mediocre. <clears throat> right. Well, and so I guess competition for QB, like, what does that mean? Like, in the draft? Yeah. I mean, or go get a competent backup, maybe like a Tannehill. I mean, he could probably be just as good. That's, right. Yeah. <laughs> or, a, or a Flacco. 
Or a Flacco, yeah. <laughs> I mean, or a Gardner. I mean, Gardner could take that team to 10 or 11 wins. Don't you dare. I mean, don't let you know who know, but we're he's, celebrating he's on the market. in the heart house. <laughs> For the 9-8 and eight backup QB who's now a free agent. Yeah, I know. Keep it on the download. Don't don't tell your wives. Um, so yeah, wildcard weekend. It wasn't as super as what we were hoping it to be, uh, which is a good segue into we got divisional round, and I guess we'll get right into it here, Funky. With first game Saturday afternoon, Ravens coming off the bye, Texans with. Do you buy into that house money and like no one expect us to be here? Like they're just gonna be happy to be there, or they just gonna be like you know what, we're just going to go win the fucking thing because we don't know any better, and who knows? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so it's Baltimore laying nine and a half. Yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, Baltimore kind of just walked through the season. Like, they didn't really have much, like, especially later on, much challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, like, having the bye, it's like, I don't know that you want to play the Texans out of any of these teams. I agree. I think that's a, a pretty tough draw for them. Because, I mean, the Ravens were fine. I mean, they walked through it, but they also kind of fucked around with some games, I feel like. Yeah. They never really put played their best game, which I guess is scary in its own right. But, you know, if they let them hang around, I mean, C.J. Stroud just confident enough in playing at a level right now where he's probably a top five quarterback, I'd say, in the league, which is easy to yeah. say the season he's had. Um. But nine points is a lot. Yeah. Well, and especially – Yeah, go ahead. Baltimore's four losses, two to Pittsburgh, one to the Browns, and then one to the Colts. Did they so, really get swept by Pittsburgh? Yeah. No they, shit. Well, the la- they played them the last game. Oh, the, the last game. didn't fucking yeah, matter, yeah. so. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, um, Mark Andrews is questionable. I think he has a potential to come back. So that, that could be a, a wild card, even though I feel like the – Lamar's played almost better without him because he's actually like spread the ball around and that backup t- uh, tight end likely has been awesome. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think nine points is a lot in a playoff game and the Texans have proven that they're not going to back down from anyone. And I don't know if the weather is supposed to come into play because I know that last game um, against the Steelers, I want to say, was the uh, like that nasty-ass rain, sleet shit. So I don't know if that's going to come into play or not or if the weather's going to be pretty pretty clear. But uh, I think we got to go Texans here just because, like you said, they're they're playing hot, they're playing confident, and they don't know that they're – they don't know what they don't know. Um, and I think they came away pretty unscathed injury-wise from the first round, so I don't think they should be missing really anyone. I mean, obviously outside of the guys that are out for the year and such, but I'm going to go uh, – I'll go take Texans at plus nine and a half for myself yeah i man that's hard because i don't know i feel like they're prime backdoor cover material where they could i don't know it'll be um totals only 43 and a half so i almost wonder if weather is like some sort of factor right like both of those teams will score that on their own but so you going Ravens to cover? Yeah, I think I'm going Ravens to cover. I just feel like they have too much and like man, I don't know. That's tough. I might actually I'm going to switch. I'm going Texans plus nine and a half. Okay. That's too many points for this round of the playoffs. Texans are probably too hot to give up, you know, that big of a margin. So 
Yeah, we'll we'll roll with the Texans. Okay. And then you talked about Packers, Jordan Love playing on a high level. Another night. I'm looking at nine and a half. I don't know what you have. Yep, that's what I got too. 49ers, everyone forgets, you know, the juggernaut that is the 49ers. These teams are on a bye. Everyone forgets that they are number one for a reason. So no one's really talking about them and, and thinking that they're I mean, even even the doors kind of opened up for the Niners. Like they I wouldn't be too scared of any of the teams left in the NFC if I'm them, but obviously you say that and the Packers could give them the game of their life. So I don't know. I don't even know what to fucking think of the Packers right now. <laughs> I, no one saw them going in their boat race in the, the Cowboys. So it's like, but I think the Niners have always had the Packers, uh, or at least Shannon's always had LaFleur's number. Um, ah, I don't know. I, I just think the Niners are, the week probably helped with the health and they get, they're going to have everybody back because whenever they've been unstoppable, they've always, they've had a full strength team. So mm-hmm. if they have everybody there, Trump Williams is playing, McCaffrey's playing, Debo's not banged up. I think the Packers uh, defense is definitely going to rear its head this time. So I'm going to go Niners here to cover the nine and a half. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going the same side. Like, I mean, I, Obviously, the Packers have already overachieved for the season, you know, compared to where everybody has had them all year. Um, I think San Francisco's coming off a bye, and they're going to – like, they have everything on offense. So, there should be no reason they couldn't just exploit the hell out of the Packers' yep. defense. They're just holes all over. But, um, yeah, and I think, too, it'll be kind of a statement game. Like, I think I think that every time that they've primed themselves to be, like, the absolute juggernaut, they – shit the bed for no reason and lose a game or, you know, yeah. someone goes out and it, it's a weird game or whatever. So I think they'll kind of come in with something to prove too, like coming right. out of buy and everything else. So, yeah, I yeah. think, I think the Niners are the right pick. Lions at home, home playoff game against the fucking Baker Mayfield Bucks laying six and a half points Sunday afternoon. I got to go Lions here, but it scares me just because I feel like that they're going to be a little pent up. They got all this, they got all this frustration out and got their first playoff win in 30 plus years. And the Bucks, I mean, talk about teams playing with house money now. Like no one has ever given them a shake. You know, they blow the doors off the Eagles, which wasn't really a surprise or, you know, much to do. And they played earlier in the year. I guess I saw some of those clips, and uh, now Lions won that game. But Jared Goff kind of scares me. With you know, I know he played fairly well against the Rams last week, um, and kind of made some big time throws to win the game. But I just feel like when the moment's really coming down and it's it's big time, even though he proved it last week, literally, I still just it it's hard for me to trust him and the way the bucks blitz the way they blitzed Jalen hurts last week. And he didn't know what the fuck to think. Granted hurts is not golf, but golf also kind of puckers when he faces a blitz. So that scares me a little bit to where I want to take the points. I think the Lions will win, but I think it could be a lot closer. Six and a half is a lot, but it's not like what the other games are. So I'm kind of talking myself into the Bucks here right now, which is scary as shit. So you give me your thoughts. I think if I was going to make one single bet on any game this weekend, 
it'd be Bucks money line. Oh, okay. I think <clears throat> that's like again. I don't think the I think the Lions would have been so much better off playing on the road, like with house money that you know you're not expected to win that whole deal. Yeah. Like they they won last week because they came out so hot, and then they just had to like cleanse their butt life. cheeks and hold on to oh, their yeah. life because like. I mean, that was a one-point game, like, coming down to the last drive. It wasn't like they, you know, walked through it or anything like that. Granted, they did win, but um, I think the Bucks right now, like, everyone's already had them, has had them written off coming out of their division and yeah. everything else. But, like, they're frisky as hell. Like, they play yeah. dirty games. Like, you know, they – I don't know. I think it'll be a, it'll be a pucker fest, I think, unless – you know, maybe if Detroit comes out like they did last last week and can, you know, get ahead early then, but I still would not trust their defense and to hold a lead like that very often. And at the end of the day, Baker is the quarterback. I know you're more pro Baker than some of the other, uh, you know, panelists on the pod here that aren't on tonight. But, I mean, I guess that's two quarterbacks. Do you trust Jared Goff or do you trust Baker more? That's really what it comes down to, which is kind of crazy to think this is to get into the NFC Championship. Well, do you trust Baker or Jalen Hurts more? You're fucking yeah. You're right. It's, I mean, it's like you're right. when you're when you're talking about Jared Goff and <laughs> Baker Mayfield, like the bar is already relatively low <laughs> compared to like what it looks like on paper. But, um, but yeah, no, I not ne- not necessarily saying I would want him on my team or anything. But yeah, I mean, I think he's got some moxie. He's, I think, like they're painting the picture of you know them being the underdogs, like, okay, count us out. Like, so, you know, kind of like the Texans have been, you know, just kind of saying, fuck it. Like we'll show everybody, you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's a scary <clears throat> thing to be on the Detroit's first win in a hundred years high that, that everybody's right. on. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking bucks in the points. You're going to go as, as ballsy as bucks money line is what you're telling me. Love it. Okay. What are those odds right now? If you got that pulled up. Plus you know, 235. Okay. That's not terrible. Last one of the divisional round, talking about um, no one believes us anymore. I think the Chiefs can finally – I know they said it last year and all that bullshit, and they won the Super Bowl, and no one ever actually thought it. But this this game, I think this year, that holds true, and I'm going to go hard in the paint on Chiefs. Um, what's Chiefs' money line right now? Because you're getting three points from what I can see, at least. Yeah, so Chiefs money lines plus one twenty-four. I mean, it's not as good as I thought it would be, but yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like it's kind of a toss-up. And the Bills, I know they've been playing awesome as of late, which is why they're the two seed and why they're playing a home playoff game. And they've not ever hosted the Chiefs at home. I feel like since they've been have this had this rivalry, and Mahomes is finally have to play a road playoff game. But I think all of that I like because the Bills still sh- have shown that they can melt under pressure, especially at home. The, the fans kind of start you, the same pucker type situation. Um, Josh Allen tries to do too much and turns the ball over two or three times, puts the team on his back. Mahomes does that, but I feel like he doesn't do it as reckless in a way. And with that, I'll take, I'll take the points. Yeah, I hate even considering like betting on either of these teams, to be honest, like in this game just feels like the bills are primed to melt. Like you said, 
the Chiefs, like, I haven't believed in, well, I don't know, the last three years probably, and that's obviously worked out well in my favor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I think, man, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they play on the road. Like, but they deal with a lot of the same weather bullshit that they'll have there. You know, it's essentially. Yeah, it's not like they're a candy-ass Miami Dolphins team where right. they don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, man. I think, I don't know. I think the Bills can get right. I think the Bills can cover. I think they can win. I think they can kind of get the monkey off their back a little bit. And I don't know. It just, the Chiefs don't feel like the Chiefs still even, like, I don't know, dropping balls and just that random shit. Yeah, it's just that's true. Man, that it is, just doesn't that feel is the normal. Wild card is that whether the Chiefs pass catchers can actually get their heads out of their ass. So, <clears throat> Luke, what's up? Thanks for joining. Hey, boys. What do we? Uh, you want to give your two cents on Bills Chiefs and the Bills laying three points at home? I think it's time, you know. I think it's time for the Bills to finally get over the hub. Okay. I'll take the Bills to to cover the three. Okay. Do you want to do a quick uh, synopsis? We kind of went in depth a little bit more on the divisional round and give us what your picks are for the for last three games. For the first three games, I guess I could say, you got Texans, Ravens, Baltimore, minus nine and a half. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> it's a lot of points, but I think I'll take the Ravens. Okay. So I'm on an island there. I took the Texans. Hart took the Ravens. Or oh, you know, you flopped. You flipped. You talked me out of it. Luke talked right. me back into it. I think I'm flipping again. <laughs> Luke really had a hard sell there. Luke's gonna come in. He's gonna completely erase like the last 30 minutes of my brain like, trying to work through this shit. Completely. Yeah. Luke with just one word answers. Like, ah, hey, you know what? Luke sold me on this one. All right, Luke. We got Niners minus nine and a half against the Packers. Oh, wow. Again, a lot of points. I don't know. I guess the Packers are hot now, right? They are. I'm going to take the Niners. Same. Hart, did Same. you flop on that one too? or did you... No, we're, we're riding with okay. it. All right. Um, And then, Luke, we talked about this one for way too fucking long, probably. Lions minus six and a half um, at home against the Bucks. Got to go Lions here. Okay, Luke's They're going to blow them out. <laughs> oh, so you're not going to take Bucks money line for plus 235, you're saying? <clears throat> Unlikely. All right. Hart, you're going to flip-flop on us, or you still feel good? I ain't made that bet yet. All right. <laughs> He's puckered. That's okay. a hot-ass take. I like it. Luke says the Lions are going <laughs> to blow them out. Okay. Um. Luke, since we got you, the Pacers correspondent. The Pacers make one of the biggest trades of the year so far. Do you want to give us your uh, two good minutes on what you think this means for the team and where their direction's headed? Yeah, I mean, uh, huge trade. Earth-shattering, I'd say. Uh, it, the, obviously, another all-star they can add to the team, which you know they desperately need. But it, it is kind of curious that they added a i mean i know they were targeting him but they targeted a power forward which i think scott said it last night in our group text that 
I mean, they've got like five of those guys. They got Toppin, Jalen Smith, yeah. um, Isaiah Jackson. I mean, you can just go down the list. So um, they still don't really have a, a three, like a, a great wing player. But I think defensively, uh, Siakam kind of fills that void. What was the deal with Bruce Brown? Didn't they just sign him to a free agent? Like why? Why they? Uh, why are they punting on him already? I know it's kind of crazy. I guess like um, a few of the the things I listened to yesterday, they said that he signed that contract just because he wanted to get paid, and the Pacers kind of knew, or he knew he might be dealt <laughs> throughout the or during the season. So okay, this league. I, I have no idea if that's if that's legit or not, but so do you think? But. Uh, where does this take the Pacers? How high can they get? Do you think they can get to like a, a three seed, four seed? Or is that their? No. <laughs> no, I still don't think they're better than the Sixers or even necessarily the Bucks. Definitely not better than the, the Celtics. Right. Um. You know, maybe they compete with the Knicks for like the fifth or the sixth seed. But, um, but yeah, I think they're, I think they're right there. They probably won't have a, a home playoff series but uh i think they could avoid the play-in potentially okay. at this point so are you viewing this as a positive or are you kind of all butthurt no i'm not butthurt at all i didn't like i didn't you know initially i didn't like them giving away the picks but then i started thinking about it and it's like okay fuck them picks. outside the lottery richards drafted tj leaf uh close your ears Gogo Batadze. I know. R.I.P. <laughs> Aaron Holiday. So I mean, like, what 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 are they gonna do with those picks anyway? Right. And who was the who was the guy from last draft? Warren, is that right? Or what's the guy they got in the last draft? Yeah, the guy from Houston who doesn't play at all. Right. I mean, what was uh Benedict Cumberbatch? He was like number he was a lottery pick, wasn't he? Yeah, he was six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. That's a, that's, a, that's a callback. That's a callback for those listening at home. Hart, go ahead. You were gonna say some snarky ass. It's a fifty-year-old actor trying to get his yep, get his minutes right. in. That's right. So, all right. Well, so is it a loss if it's a one and done? Are they gonna extend his ass, or are they just gonna get him for this year and just see what happens? <clears throat> that was another thing I was nervous about, but again. The things, the narrative they're putting out there, which take it with a grain of salt, is that mm-hmm. Indiana was his preferred destination, and he was potentially going to sign there this summer anyway. And now they've got his bird right, so they can give him a bigger contract than anybody else. So, are we worried he might stink now? There are his best years behind him. Maybe. And he's twenty nine. It's not old. Well, but it's not necessarily young. So. I think he was having one of the best seasons of his career so far statistically this year, though. Okay. All right. Lukey stats. <laughs> Let me, I mean, I qualified it, I think. That's true. Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't sue us for throwing out misconceptions out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop where Luke just shits on him in the last like 18 seconds of the pod <laughs> and then like. He's injury prone. He's going to get fucking injured. <laughs> Let me oh, let me watch a couple of games first. Okay, yeah, give us let me watch a, some scouting. A games. Yeah, get some get some tape on him. Let us know your uh, your two cents. 
and uh, we'll see if they can make a run here. Um, all right, boys. I think that that settles it for the divisional round. Luke, I guess we didn't get your two cents. Uh, even the wild card is long gone, and it's almost a week past now. What's one thing that caught your eye from the wild card round of any kind of storyline from the games that were? Um, probably that I think I got every single pick wrong. There it so, is. That's why we listen. Me. That's why we tune in. <laughs> Love it. All right, boys. We'll catch you guys next time. We will talk to you later. See ya. Later.